Welcome to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast with your hosts, Rob and Randy, who reveal the truth, the lies, and confusion about health so that you are no longer the victim to mainstream medical dogma and you are the hero to your own happy, healthy story. Um, Welcome to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast. Uh, We are your hosts and the happy, healthy guys, Rob and... Randy, what is up? Yeah. So, uh, Good to have my boy back. Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, thank you so much for holding down the fort while I was uh, was absent and, and taking a little bit of a sabbatical, uh, what turned into what we thought was only going to be um, a week or two of going through some stuff with my dad. Um, so here's 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 the story. So um, back in October, um, got a phone call as I was driving my kids to, uh, to school uh, in the morning from my niece, Bailey. Many of you who... Uh, We're in Italy with us. No, Bailey. She was there as part of the Happy Healthy team. We are a Happy Healthy family, and she was helping um, out. Well, she lives with my my dad, um, her and and, and my sister, Stephanie, do, and then my other niece, Barrett. Well, every morning, uh, Bailey, on her way out the door, and for years and years and years, my dad took uh, Bailey to school every day and had breakfast with her every day. So it just came a, a, a ritual that she would always say, bye to my dad when she left. Well, this October morning, she went to go say bye to my dad and and uh, he didn't say bye back. And so she went into his room, she didn't see him and she could hear some something uh, in his closet. So she went in there and she found my dad. Um, he was literally um, on his back and, uh, and literally laying on his back underneath a pile of about um, uh, six inches of, of clothes and he was completely unresponsive. She was talking to him. His eyes were open. Um, there was blood that was coming out of his, his ear. And, and uh, she called me immediately, called 911. And 911 came, um, got him to the ICU um, that morning, rushed to um, uh, literally um, just didn't even pack or anything, dropped my kids off at school and, and, and went directly down to San Antonio, which is about four hours from here. I think I made that trip in about three <laughs> hours that day. And uh, got to the uh, the emergency room, and my dad uh, still completely unresponsive, didn't recognize anybody, was really just blank stares, and um, got him uh, got him uh, into the uh, he was in the emergency room, and then got him up to ICU. And what ended up transpiring was the fact that he had had a series of strokes, and um, and once we did the the brain scans and the MRIs, you could see these pockets. Of, of strokes or, or dead tissue inside of his inside of his brain. And what we had we deduced over time is that my dad had um, had had a series of strokes even before then. At one point, about two months prior to that, he was doing some work on his on his truck in the driveway. My niece Bailey was there and he collapsed in the driveway. My dad, said it was due to dehydration. And so and, uh, and, and Bailey took it as, okay, it's it's dehydration. So um, all that to say is that when, when we look back on it, I could see that over the last few years since my stepmother had passed away, his wife passed away, um, he really just stopped um, uh, caring um, about his health. Um, he, um, she was the love of his life. She um, literally did uh, did everything, took care of him. They were a beautiful couple together. And um, so after she passed away, he really just lost a will to live. And it's, you know, when you hear that, those stories about people who die of a broken heart, that was literally what was what was happening. 
Um, and so fast forward to uh, before Christmas, he was in the um, he was in ICU, and then after ICU, he started getting better and went to a um, an acute uh, rehab facility to uh, to to start getting him cognitively um, better. He was recognizing people. Um, again, he was talking, although it was like he, we were talking to somebody who is um, in the third grade, he was still responsive and he was talking. And um, so as he was getting getting better in the hospital, what, what I saw, and, and this is this is why I was gone so much, is because I was in San Antonio the majority of the time. We literally had um, gone to and flown to, to London. As soon as I got back from London, I went directly to to San Antonio, I would be up here, go down to San Antonio. There was a period of time where I didn't even, I, I didn't really know if my my car was at my home, at the airport, at the office um, in San Antonio. And here, we're just going back and forth and back and back and forth because I literally, while he was in the medical care system, our quote healthcare system, I had to stand guard for my dad. It is, it was really pathetic. Um, to the 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 care that he was that he was getting. It was even a, like we talk about with with happy healthy is um, in our metabolism program. Metabolism, you know, isn't about uh, the, how healthy your metabolism is. It isn't about uh, exercising more or uh, reducing calories. It's about getting quality nutrients, bioavailable nutrients, into the body. So where they would say in the hospital, for example, they would say, "Hey, he's got to be eating." Um, he would he was on a feeding tube. He couldn't swallow. His brain wasn't getting the signal down to. Um, his esophagus and 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 just to even to help him along while I was there, I was I was adjusting him, taking care of him chiropractically speaking, making sure that the nerves could get to his brain as, as well as possible. And he started, you know, he started coming back too, but um, they would just put calories into him. They're like, hey, we got to get calories into him. I'm like, no, you don't got to get calories into him. You got to get nutrients in him. Let's change what it is that's going to the food, feeding tube. Let's make sure that we're getting nutrients into him, not just getting calories um, into him. And then I would leave the hospital and then my sisters would tell me what the doctors were wanting to do. It would be like they would come along and they want to give him a um, uh, vaccinate him um, and give him a shot, give him this, give him that. And then I'd have to literally come back in and say, no, you can't do that. And so I know I would challenge the, um, the, the doctors, not so much the nurses. The nurses were great because they would listen to me as they would hear me speak. Um, and the, the nurses would change shifts. It was pretty funny because um, whenever they would start talking to me, they'd, they'd ask me the same question. They'd go, what exactly do you do for a living? And because they knew, I knew what it is that I was talking about. And they would even shake their heads about the recommendations that the doctors were giving them there because it's, it's, it's not a healthcare system. It's, it's, let's be honest, it's a sick care system. And so... He got transferred to this acute um, care facility, which is where like, he was barely being taken care of and or watched. And while he was there, um, he, had a, um, he had a fall. Nobody was paying attention to him. He literally gets out of bed. He falls down and breaks his hip. And so, and they didn't even know that he broke his hip. So they um, said he fall, fell, he was knocked unconscious. They took him back to the ICU. So he goes back again to the ICU. They have no idea what's going on. Again, I'm back down to uh, to San Antonio again to see what's going on. Um, I get down there. They say, we don't know if he had another stroke and fell down or what's going on. And, and I could see that he was really complaining of his hip. And I said, hey, why don't you guys take an x-ray of his hip again? They're like, who the heck are you? I'm like, well, I'm somebody that it's pretty obvious that there's something going on with his hip. 
Um, let's let's get an x-ray taken of that. And of course, then they send the doctors in there and the doctors are like, who are you? I'm like, I'm a doctor. And so finally, reluctantly, they went ahead and took an x-ray of his pelvis. And what took like, I'm like, let's, what, what were the res results? It doesn't take that long to get um, an image back of an x-ray. I know when we, even in chiropractic practice, you would take an x-ray and see the results of that with digital x-ray is like right now. So 24 hours goes by and a nurse is the one that's having the conversation to me. And she's like, hey, um, I'm not supposed to tell you this. However, um, the x-rays of your dad came back showing that he's got a broken hip. So, um, so literally the, the ball of his, 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 um, femur was broken off with the, with the trochanter of it, the neck of his femur, like completely broken off. So if this is the ball of your femur, it looked like, for those of you guys who are watching, it looked like this, it was completely separated. She showed me the film. I was like, oh my God. So he was in crazy amounts of of pain and at that point it was an emergency decision and when it's your own family and you're having to make decisions like this for somebody who can't make a decision on their own um it was it was some of the hardest decisions that we've ever had to make and um so it was either he's in extreme pain all the time they were having to give him fentanyl in order to be able to suppress the pain the morphine wasn't doing it and he was like literally crying and screaming and so we made the decision to go ahead and have him get a, a hip replacement. He got the hip replacement. As soon as he got the hip replacement, the pain was gone. However, just because of um, the um, amount of trauma and stress now that had been put onto him, because that marked two times that they had to go in and do surgery while he was in there and being put under with the anesthesia, and just what that does to the body, just weakening the body even even more. Um, after that happened, he really never came back around, cognitively speaking, and it just went downhill very rapidly. And um, and then ultimately um, on December the, I believe it was December the 18th, he passed away. And so, um, so being there with my family and needing to do that, um, thank God for having an amazing team with Happy Healthy that was able to hold down the fort through that entire experience. But it really, um, it strengthened my passion and mission for what it is that we do more than ever before, because I go back and I look at even the life of my dad, as great of a, a man as he is and as smart of a man as he, as he was, the one thing that he really was never... Um, I wouldn't say that concerned about, but he really wasn't very intentional about was his health. Um, so he's somebody who had smoked since he was uh, literally a, a teenager. He, if, um, if I was uh, there with him, he knew that the only thing that I would eat would be organic food as far as my nutrition goes. He knew what it was and he was like, that's okay for you. It's not really something that I'm going to do because I'm thin. He was that person who could eat whatever it is that he wanted and he would stay thin. So just because you're thin, it doesn't make you healthy, right? Um, just because your body is able to burn more calories, it also doesn't mean that you're metabolically healthy either. And so um, he, he really just lived this life where he wasn't taking care of him. So he was really only one trauma away from losing his life, which is ultimately what happened with him. And so when my stepmother had passed away, she was also the person who was the health advocate for the family and making sure that he was eating um, 
quote, healthier with her no longer there and him not caring just from an emotional state. And that's why we always say when we're creating happy, healthy people or our focus, and this is something that we talk a lot about with our Happy Healthy for Life group, is that it's not just about how we're doing physically when it comes to our health. It's not just about being thin. It's not just about being at your ideal body, body weight. It's really being healthy from above, down, inside out, spiritually, chemically, physically, mentally. It all goes together. So if I've learned anything about what it is that, that happened throughout this last month, it's been that it's all connected. You can't have one without the other. You can't do one thing without affecting everything else. And so that's also got me thinking that, you know what, with what it is that he went through with my dad, it didn't just affect him, it affected his entire family, it affected all of us. So now as we're wading through all of these different things, we can see that he was losing his mental faculties, his cognition over the last couple of years where we thought he had things taken care of. For example, with if you've ever lost, uh, especially like a parent with like the estate, it's a mess. And so now we're the ones having to that are having to go through all of those things and put all the pieces together for that. So it's not just you that it affects whenever you don't you're not intentional with your health. It affects everybody. And it's the one thing that you don't think about until you actually lose your health. And so that's why what it is that we do is so important. It's because we got to be, number one is you got to be intentional with your own health, right? Your health is your responsibility. Nobody's going to do it for you. We can guide you, but we can't make you make the changes, right? Only you can do those things. The great thing is this, is that these changes can happen spontaneously in an instant. The change happens as soon as you make the commitment that I'm going to live a healthier life. Now, over a time period, like we show you with our program, where our program is only five weeks long, so we're talking 35 days and making daily action steps every single day, being held accountable to those things every single day. Now, the changes happen over time as you're getting better. However, the decision happens that fast. And so that decision happens. And then having the belief that your body can overcome these sicknesses, diseases, illness, that's that's a whole different, different thing in and of itself. But my dad's belief was, I'm healthy. And the reason his belief was, I'm healthy, is because he didn't have any symptoms. When we look at the definition of health, the definition of health says that you're healthy when your body is functioning at 100% chemically, physically, spiritually, mentally, not merely the absence of symptoms, disease, or infirmity. So that's why with Happy Healthy, we're always talking about all of these different facets. So those of you who are new, even into the Happy Healthy family, know that you're not just doing a metabolism program for the purpose of losing weight. You're doing a program for the purpose of getting you healthy so that you can be healthy 100% chemically, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the things. And that's what it is you get with, with Happy Healthy. So I say that to say that, you know what, make that decision right now to be healthier. Even if you're in the program right now, 
make that decision. Maybe you've fallen off the wagon to change what it is that you're doing right now. I know I thank God for our program, the accountability that we have together, Dr. Randy and myself, along with the rest of the team, because as all the days were going by um, with everything that was going on with my dad, you know what I was still doing? I was still getting up doing my brain tap. I was still meditating. I was still journaling. I was still praying. I was still uh, eating intentionally. I was still doing all of the things that we teach y'all, which if it wouldn't have been for, for that, I'd probably be a freaking train wreck right now. I can't, I can't imagine how somebody could go through something like that without doing what it is that we teach y'all on a daily basis. So that's my uh, a rant. I didn't. I, I really didn't have an expectation of what it is that I was. You know what we were going to be talking about today. But I think it's important that we remind you that the decisions that you make today, when it comes to your health, ultimately affect um, not only your life but all of the lives around you for eternity. And really, that becomes your legacy. So yeah. No. Well said, man. Well said. Yes. Yeah. Is it any more simple than that right there? Um, you know, and, and I think that's a, a mistake we all make, you know, at some point, you know, health really is, you know, although it is a, we believe it's a birthright, it's a God-given birthright that we are, you know, born and made and developed and formed in his image. God does not make junk. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> he made you the high, the greatest thing he ever created is 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 us it's you it's me because that right there is our birthright however um you know we always say you don't need more healing as you get older you just need less interference which is the whole goal because remember health is a verb um it's not a noun um it's something you're either working on building or you're ignoring it and it's going away and so i'd even done a, a previous podcast we talked about this Dr. Rob, when you were gone talking about, you know, how do you just wind up one day sick, fat, depressed, overweight, miserable on medication and diagnosed with cancer? It is, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes out of years of just breaking certain laws of health over and over and over and over. And then all of a sudden it feels like it comes out of nowhere, but it just really doesn't. And so when you know you've already been healed, that health is the normal and disease is the abnormal. Now the goal is to live intentionally. You know, and you can only do with w what you know to do when you when you know how to do better. Uh, we've all broken some laws of health over the years. Heck, I got myself in a big trouble, you know, back July 2010 with a cancer diagnosis. And God, who could have imagined that? Um, but it's been a huge, it woke me up. I can tell you that right now. And I'm not going back to living that way or thinking that things just work out uh, just magically without real intention. And so that's why I think we do what we do, Dr. Rob, is we just don't want any more people waking up, um, facing situations that are preventable when they really are, you know, health and, and, and disease, they really are the same thing. Never forget that health and disease are the exact same thing. Let that marinate health disease, same thing. All right. Is the body doing the right thing under the circumstances? What are the circumstances? What is the environment you're creating mind, body, and spirit. And when you create that right environment, which is really the happy, healthy message, good things are more likely to happen. You know, and I'm glad you said that too, because, you know, as I'm thinking about it, even watching everything with, with my dad, you could see where his body was trying its hardest innately 
to be healing. But then when you start dumping a bunch of chemicals into the system, it was interesting too, because even just watching in the ICU where they've got to put one thing in to be able to lower blood pressure here because of the side effect of the medication that they're giving over here to over here, the body just can't function and those messages get jumbled up. And so we have to remember that, you know what, God's perfect. And the way he created our body to function, to be able to heal is absolutely perfect. The only thing that screws it up is when we screw things. Yeah, we screw it up. Yeah, absolutely. So the miracle isn't in your body healing. The miracle would be in your body overcoming um, medical treatment, really. And where there are some medical treatments that may be necessary because of an emergency situation, and thank God we have it there, or an emergency, but in a healthcare situation, um, it is a miracle when the body can be able to overcome um, any of those any of those different things. So, yeah. so yeah. Re- remember that, especially those of you who think that you're and you're listening to the podcast. Those of you who think that health is just about feeling good and or being thin, that ain't health at all. You know, when people say, and I just read that what you what what you said there, um, Chris. When people say that, yeah, I'm fit. Well, what does that even mean? Yeah. How do you really know that you're healthy, right? Um, you, you, you better be able to measure that, measure the markers in your body, which is why even on the, in the Happy Healthy for Life um, system and program, we do uh, measure, we do utilize blood markers in there. We do utilize some of those things. Yeah, the heart rate variability. Heart rate yeah. variability to be able to see how your body really is adapting to the stresses of life, the environment, whether it is emotionally or physically or whatever those things are. So we want to we really want to make sure that we've got those markers that can be able to tell us um, how healthy we are, because um, feeling good doesn't mean you're healthy. No, no, no. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. But that's kind of the definition of health. If we're going to be honest, most people, they think they're healthy when they feel good. And when they feel bad, they go to the doctor. Now they're a doctor breaks out their little bag of tricks and gimmicks and voodoo and hand-waving and starts throwing pills and magical potions at them. And uh, it's like we've moved all of our faith into a teaspoonful of medicine and moved it away from the power that animates the universe. And, you know, these aren't even religious statements. These are just facts, guys. God made our body to be healthy. Health is the norm. Disease is the abnorm. And I just, and I can't stand it because, you know, when you start looking at all the medical claws that get dug into so many people they do their worst or which is their best and then after they're done it's like well now it's in god's hands and i'm thinking well maybe it should have been in god's hands before the medical clause got in because now it's not god's fault now we're praying for a miracle and god's like well we didn't need a miracle we just needed to stop interfering and stop messing this thing up you know don't jump off a building and ask god to save you he can but he's probably going to be like, well, dang it. Why'd you break the law of gravity? Why you know, now? why are you at McDonald's every day? Yeah. Why are you? Yeah. Yeah. Why were you, why were you taking every drug known to man, masking all your symptoms with over-the-counter medications, getting every latest vaccine, you know, that had nothing to do with God. That was us literally destroying the human body, mind, body, and spirit under a mindset that's fear-based, that's outside in, that's reductionist and allopathic. Versus an inside-out mindset, knowing that wait a second, we did we don't need more healing. We've already been healed. Our goal now is to be responsible enough to know what. Hey, I want to learn how to stop interfering with this process that's already been given to me the second I was actually born onto this planet. I didn't need any more healing. 
Um, and really from that point on is where the battle begins, which is why we as parents, you as a parent, me as an uncle, us as leaders, we have to now teach this next generation how to navigate this because, oh my God, I mean, literally everything that we're being hit with is such, um, it's strategic, um, it's nefarious, man. The, 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 the messaging, the germ theory, the lies, the drugs, the vaccines, the mindset, the foods, the whole thing is being shoved down our kids' throats and we have to rescue our children, teach them what's right and help them navigate and get out of this system so they don't end up being another statistic which is really right now the biggest growth in cancer, obesity, all chronic illness, and the most medicated people right now in our country, that's all happening in our children. And that is not okay. Yeah. Not in my children. Heck no, not your kids. Exactly. Yeah. And your kids aren't getting any drugs. So who's getting their dose? Exactly. Uh, somebody else. And so, my nephews aren't either. Exactly. So thank God we have uh, this principle that we, that we live by with happy, healthy. And so if you know somebody and maybe you're listening to the podcast and you're like, Hey, that person needs to get this information, you know, send them into the next uh, Happy Healthy Challenge that we have is actually next week. So it starts next Monday. So yep. send them over to h2thinchallenge.com. That's a way, a great way for them to get in. It's a great way for them to be able to learn how to also start losing weight um, so that they don't ever have to gain it back again. Um, get them over there, your family, your friends, the challenge. It doesn't cost anything. They, they don't have anything to lose. So get them into that challenge, a2thinchallenge.com. And we'll start that uh, on Monday. And so Monday is, uh, I don't know what the date is on Monday, but it's probably going to be a good idea. 22nd. Is it 22nd? Yeah, All right. So 22nd. Monday, 22nd, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time um, is going to be live. We'll replay it every day at 6 p.m. So be there for that challenge, and then we'll come to you next week with another episode of our podcast. So thanks a lot for listening to the podcast, and uh, we are going to stop the podcast portion of our program today, and we will be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Happy Healthy Life Podcast. If you enjoy the show, make sure to follow them on Instagram at the H2 Life or on YouTube and Facebook at The Happy Healthy Guys. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.